You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Wednesday, April 13th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Health experts with the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force will be issuing draft guidance that all children as young as eight years old should be screened for anxiety. One of the things they point to is the effect that the pandemic has had on young kids and also an increase in numbers of kids aged 6 to 17 that have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Brianna Abbott, health reporter at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for What's in the Recommendation. Thanks for joining us, Brianna. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about some interesting guidance that could be coming down pretty soon. Experts are going to be recommending that children as young as eight years old should start being screened for anxiety. Obviously, they cite a lot of what was going on throughout the pandemic, uh, you know, it was taking a toll on, on young kids' mental health, really everybody's, right? But for kids, you know, being out of school was tough. Some of them lost family members. It was very tough. Isolation, all the other stuff that was going on for everybody else, you know, the same with, with uh, the kids. So this could be a recommendation that's coming down. So tell us a little bit more about it. Yes. So this is from the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, which is a volunteer panel of health experts from across the country that's government-backed that typically makes recommendations for screening or preventive care for a range of diseases and conditions, including mental health. And they were um, actually starting to review data for screening for anxiety, depression, and suicide risk for children and adolescents. And they actually started this process before the pandemic, but they and a lot of the people that I talked to stressed that the pandemic really only worsened the mental health crisis among young people for the reasons that you just mentioned. Now, this seems to be the first time that they're recommending some of this for children that young. They have other guidance. I guess it goes back to 2016, where children between the ages of 12 and 18 should be screened for major depressive disorders. This is a, a, another change, right? They're, they're skewing younger with this now. To be clear, the depression guidance didn't actually change. So they're, they're sort of reiterating that guidance and say that children ages 
18 to 12 should be screened for a major depressive disorder. But for anxiety, they should start screening as young as eight years old. And then for the third category, which is suicide risk, the task force actually said that there wasn't enough evidence to make a recommendation either way. So they're not recommending for screening for for suicide, but they're not recommending against it either. Tell me a little bit about what they saw as far as what was going on with the pandemic. There's some numbers in here that I want to say, but these are older numbers too, right? Uh, So the children ages 6 to 17 that had been diagnosed with anxiety or depression, it increased from 5.4% in 2003 to 8.4% in 2011 to 2012. So, I mean, that's older data still. And then obviously, as I mentioned, we went through the pandemic. So it seems like they're seeing an increase. I don't know if there's hard numbers for that just yet, but they're getting ready for more kids to be experiencing these difficulties. Definitely. And this data, um, to be clear, isn't from the task force itself. This is some of the stuff that we found in our, o- in our own reporting. But what's been pretty clear looking at the research is that mental health conditions were worsening before the pandemic and by all accounts that we're aware of seem to have gotten worse during the pandemic, both from survey data from kids themselves and from what we're hearing from practitioners and, and doctors that are seeing kids show up in their practices sort of on wait lists to see therapists and in sometimes in, in the ER as well. So this group is making recommendations for screenings, but do they also make recommendations for any type of treatments? Traditional treatments for people with anxiety, there's counseling, there's medications that could include antidepressants and all. If we're talking about younger kids, you know, maybe some parents might not want to go some of those routes. Uh, do they offer recommendation on treatments? Treatment is not a part of this recommendation specifically. This recommendation only focuses on screening, but it's very encouraging for for kids who do show up positive in the screening. They want them to be able to connect to the resources right away, whether or not it is counseling and cognitive behavioral therapy or some sort of medication. That's usually a decision that's left up to the provider and and the parents. But in this case, there was no no recommendation on, on treatment from the task force. What do one of these screenings look like for anxiety, mental health disorders, all that? I know there's a lot of questionnaires for patients and and the parents, because if we're dealing with younger kids, but uh, what does a typical screening look like? Yeah, so screening tends to be a a questionnaire um, both for um, patients and for parents. And sometimes it happens, you know, at an annual health checkup. Sometimes it happens in an emergency room or it happens if if a kid is coming in sick with something in case they they don't normally make their, their annual checkup. And so it tends to be a questionnaire. And sometimes you don't necessarily have a kid coming in for a mental health concern, they're coming in for a checkup or something else, but then the the doctor and the patient start talking and then the the doctor realizes that there are some mental health issues going on for, for the kids. And so it's important, like doctors emphasize that it's really just important to ask and not all of them do. In a survey cited by the task force, of primary care physicians, 76% of them said that they thought it was incredibly important to talk to their adolescent patients about their mental health, but only 46% of them always brought up their mental health with their patients. So um, doctors are sort of stressing that this is something important to talk about with, with kids coming in for whatever reason. These recommendations are in draft form right now. Public comment's going to be happening for this through early May, and then they'll issue their final recommendation. So we'll see if this sticks, if these age limits stick, and and then we'll see what happens beyond that, if there's any more official guidance out there. Brianna Abbott, health reporter at The Wall Street Journal, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. 